0: Johnny, who is this team and where did they come from? A sweep beats me in Toronto with great pitching and lots of runs scored. I'm, I'm I am I'm very impressed. We're going to share all the stats with you. Plus we get to hear from you. It's mailbag Monday and it's time to get locked on with Mike and John. And this is locked on angels.
1: You are locked on angels. Your daily Los Angeles angels podcast,
0: part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Oh, sorry. I'm still looking at how we the fact that we swept the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend. Man, thanks for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rate and a review. It helps others to find the pod. You can do that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops.
1: He's got jokes, ladies and gentlemen. He's got jokes. What's going on, everybody? He's folksy. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked on Angels, where it's your team and... Every day, you've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we had somebody retweet Locked On Angels and our Locked On Now from yesterday uh, from Maria, and she said, I really like those guys. I'm really glad that they get to talk about good baseball for a change. So, Maria, (laughs) thank you for your kind words because it does feel good to talk about Good baseball. We've built like, up I some sympathy. <laughs> yes, we've built up sympathy. <laughs> Thank great. you for that. I mentioned that we usually make the joke that Canada is America's hat, and the Angels made Canada America's halo because they lit up the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend. Twenty-three run or 22 runs. Sorry, I got one ahead of myself. <laughs> Twenty-two runs this yeah. weekend. What yeah. the heck? Can we,
0: can we talk about the, like, elephant in the room? The fact that yes. Jeremy Reed wasn't there <laughs> and the, the Halo suddenly yeah. figured out how to hit. Like, And I know there may not be a connection, but you know what? I'm going to make a connection and I'm going to say this just is evidence that we need a fresh hitting approach because this weekend they looked great let's start with Friday John 12 to nothing 12 Mm -hmm. to nothing and Joe Adele had two home runs four hits and then of course Mike Trout his 27th home run he passed GA for the most runs scored in Angel history Fletch is a game changer in this lineup man and he had a two-run double Otani had a, a triple in that game and then Velasquez is showing some pop again he had a two-run home run and I gotta tell you I looked I looked at Ryan Aguilar as somebody I'm going to pay attention to this weekend, and watching mm-hmm. him, I was very impressed by two things. One, he looked really, really calm, and two, mm-hmm. he looked like he belonged. Like He he acted like he'd been there before, and his first two at-bats were really impressive. He drew a walk, and he was down in those at-bats, and then when it was 3-2, had a great eye, drew a walk, scored two runs, Such an impressive debut for him. And then on the pitching side, because we won 12-0, Detmers looked really, really good. Looked like the ace that we need. Four hits. Three walks, 5Ks, 105 pitches, and then the bullpen came in and shut it down, and we got the victory on Friday. And it was one of those games where I kept, like, asking the question out loud, like, who is this team? How are they yeah. winning? Like, this this is impressive, and it was great to get that first victory on Friday.
1: It got so bad on Friday that they brought Whit Merrifield in to pitch uh, for yes. the Blue Jays. And that's where one of Joe Adele's home runs came from, by the way. Yeah, Velasquez – the guy changed his approach with like a short compact swing yeah. and and it just he's got the power he just needs to not swing like Barry Bonds when he's up right. there. Right. And 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 perhaps, you know, that approach is something he got away from with Mr. Jeremy Reed. I I just can't there's got to be some kind of connection. I mean, there's there got to be. be something there because there has to be. how do how do they just turn it on like this after getting swept by the Rays? And, of course, Jeremy Reed's not there. Yeah. Like, there has to be some sort of voice in their head or voice in their ear when they get back in the dugout. And, hey, uh, Andrew, you might want to swing harder at the next <laughs> – like, that's not happening <laughs> yeah. over the weekend. The other thing is it, they had a shutout on Saturday as well. Right. It was only 2 to nothing. Week, right, But the reason why is because they went up against Alec Manoa. I love that guy. Who is a phenomenal pitcher for the Blue Jays. But let's talk about Shohei's line. Seven innings pitched, two hits, one walk. 9 Ks, over 109 pitches, his 11th win. Yep. Come on, people. He's the MVP. Yes. Like, you don't have a series like this. Right. And pitch. And get a win and go toe-to-toe with Alec Manoa. And just because you're doing something that hasn't been done since Roger Maris, well, Shohei's doing stuff that hasn't been done for 50 more years, which is Babe Ruth stuff. Sure. (laughs) And he's doing it better than Babe Ruth. Absolutely. uh, This is the 16th shutout for the Halos, which is... Insane hate because that it stat, ties John. the Mets. <laughs> I hate it.
0: I hate it because it just it goes to show like this team is not a bad team. They're a good team and they just have yes. had a bad year. And I hate the fact that we have 16 shutouts and we're tied with the freaking Mets <laughs> and we're, we're we're 20 games under 500. I just it drives me nuts, man.
1: gifo ren Renegifo. I'm reading my notes. Geefy, word for word right? Here. He's Geefy. Ren That's Geefy. his nickname. <laughs> Red Bifo, I should say. Yeah. Uh, he got the angels on the board in the sixth inning with an RBI single. Otani beat out a potential double play, keeping the inning alive, and then Velasquez hits another home run, yep. add on run in the ninth, and then Ryan Aguilar gets his first major league hit, which was a double. Of course, his dad, who made the trip up to Toronto, was watching. And, uh, and he was thrown out, stretching it into a triple. We'll talk about that yes. with uh, one of our <laughs> voicemails later on. And then how about Sunday's game,
0: Mike? That was fun to watch, too. Eight to three. Angels got the victory. Home runs from Trout, Otani. We had a Zook nuke from Suzuki. And then... Right? Uh, Yeah, I know. That's incredible. And then Renjifo had a home run. And and Davidson actually didn't look too bad. He did go four innings. It was the walks that he really needs to clean up. Once he cleans that up, I think this is a guy who can go five to six innings because he didn't look terrible. What were your thoughts on Davidson?
1: He's got to fix that command, and he's got to fix that location. And the way that he falls off of the mound, he's really got to change and adapt to how he's throwing toward home plate. Yeah, And so I think – That once he does lock that down, look, he k would five, Mm -hmm. and he was fooling him up there, but it seemed like they figured him out around the third time through the lineup. Do you remember in 2019 when we had Brad Ausmus as a manager, and he would not, for the life of any of us, let our starters go through the rotation a third time? That drove me insane. Yeah. And I'm starting to see, like, I could see how that, analytics-wise, makes sense, but you got to let him try. And and I appreciate the fact that they let Tucker Davidson go through a third time, but it was evident that he was starting to get figured out. And then the bullpen did hold the lead pretty well. They had Andrew Wance, Jaime Berea, Jesse Chavez. Didn't blow it. And then uh, Gerardo
0: Reyes, Mike. Talk I, about him. I like him. I like that he throws really hard. He's got a live arm and potentially could be a strong candidate for the bullpen next year. And he's coming off of Tommy John. So he's still going to be a little bit wonky. So don't let like Mm -hmm. one outing be the definitive moment for Reyes because I think that he actually could be somebody in the middle of that, uh, like six, seven innings for the the Halos. I think he'd come in and take one of those innings and knock it out of the park next year because he's just got a live fastball. He hit ninety-seven yesterday, and now it's just a matter of actually getting back to being a pitcher and getting back to throwing strikes in the zone. And he gave up, I think he gave a home run and then gave up a, a couple of hits, but. He closed it down, and the Angels won that game. And I, I saw a really interesting stat. The pitching performance this weekend by the Halos, it matched a performance back in 2016 for hmm. the Halos. And in that like rotation was Santiago Shoemaker and Jared Weaver. Like We matched mm-hmm. the stats of those three guys. First time in almost, what, six years, seven years, that we had a weekend weekend. Like this, and so how much fun was it to watch the Halos play and play free? And how much fun was it to beat the the Toronto Blue Jays on the on the day that they were celebrating their World Series from 1992? That, was, that that was Ouch. kind of fun to be able to do that. I enjoyed that. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're lucky we uh, beat the Royals the night we celebrated 0-2 back a few months ago. Hey, uh, we got Jose Suarez on the mound against the Yankees. The Angels are headed back to town. The Yankees are coming to town and don't be too upset angel fans if you're listening on on the broadcast or you're watching tv and you just hear a bunch of let's go yankee fans because they come out of the woodwork every time the yankees come to town so that's just a natural part of life i suppose they're gonna (laughs) take on frankie montas who was traded from the a's to the yankees montas is somebody we had our eye on earlier this season when we talked about trade candidates You know, back when we were good and we thought that we could use (laughs) another pitcher in the rotation (laughs) way back when. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Jose Suarez, speaking of good pitching, he's been really showing us something over the last few weeks in all of his starts. So we're very excited to see what he can do on the mound tonight.
0: One final note, Johnny, the overrated chant and then Otani's (laughs) home run. I think was actually my favorite part triple triple. Yeah. Yeah. And then him pitching really well. I think that was my favorite part this weekend. So beating them and celebrating on their 30th anniversary was great, but then the overrated and then him getting a hit and pitching really well. That was the best.
1: I have to believe that that was a small section of Toronto Blue Jays fans because they showed up to watch Shohei pitch on Saturday. It was insane there. And so Yeah, I have to believe that's a small section of fans who are bitter that Vladdy Jr. did not get MVP last year. So that's that's what I think happened.
0: Coming up on Lockdown Angels, it is Mayo Bag Monday, and we're going to answer all of your angel questions. But first, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. When you're hanging out with some friends, you're having a few drinks, sometimes a few can become a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, but then you decide against it, and you decide to drive home because you're feeling okay. But the truth is, it it might not be that you are okay because buzz driving is drunk driving and you know the risks i know the risks of drunk driving and the results are often tragic and deadly however it doesn't really stop many people from getting behind the wheel and driving under the influence it's why law enforcement are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives so if you think that you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again Play it safe. Plan to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Remember to drive sober or get pulled over.
1: Thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day, and as we continue this episode, we're going to get into the Monday Mailbag. It's our favorite segments of the week. We've got two for you. Let's get into it right now with a voicemail.
0: Hey, guys. It's Ken from Pasadena again. Just a quick question. What do you guys think is going on with Mike Gallego? I mean, yesterday, he uh, he told the, uh, it's Ryan, Ryan Aguilar to or, try to stretch a double into a triple, and he was out by a mile, and then uh, not long ago, there were... Two triples, they tried to stretch into an inside-the-park home run, and and, uh, um, Magnus Sierra was, was also out by, I think, one was close and one was not so close. But just confusing. I don't know if it's just me or if those seem to be decent calls to anybody else. Thanks.
1: Ken from Pasadena, thank you for your voicemail. Always good to hear from you my friend. Mike, what do you think about his thoughts on Mike Gallego and him sending from third?
0: I don't think it was a bad call to send Sierra and try to get the inside the park home run because Sierra's quick. He's fast and, and he's a great on on base runner. I, I do think and I even watched that moment when Aguilar hit that double and it should have been a double not a triple because he was cruising into second base and then you could tell that he had started to shut it down and then he looked mm. up and Gallego was telling him to go and Mike's job mm. is to read that and so I don't I don't see it as he's made three mistakes here I think if I'm standing at third I'm sending Sierra every single time because that guy's quick I think it was a mistake to try to call him to third base simply because Aguilar at first it was his first major league hit and so the guy's probably freaking <laughs> out right his dad was freaking out. That was awesome. But I think second he, you have to read your 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 player as the third base coach and Aguilar was already starting to cruise and then if you go back and watch the highlights, he hit second base and then there was kind of like a oh oh Oh, and he kind of just takes off and runs. And by the time he got to third, you could tell like, Oh, that wasn't a good idea. So I think it was a mistake to to send him. I think the Sierra plays were not a mistake. I think you got to send him every single time. I
1: have to think too, that going up against Alec Manoa on Saturday, there's an urgency to score runs. And while the angels did score 12, nothing on Friday, I'm sure that they're terrified every time they have to go up against a good pitcher because yeah. who knows what offense is going to show up and fortunately they they squeaked out two runs in that game right. and were able to shut out the blue jays in that game so i think that perhaps on gallego's part there probably was an urgency to get guys into scoring position closer i understand that you know second base is scoring position yeah. but i think that's probably some of what contributed there as well, and, and Gallego has a lot of third base coaching experience, too. He did a long time for the A's. He came back to them, which was cool after his career was over. Uh, But does it make you miss Dino Ebo at all? (laughs) I do miss Dino
0: just because Dino was just, he's all in, right? He's just a fan and he's a great coach. And so I I miss him just because we can reminisce on on the good old days. Uh, On Twitter, King Panda asked this question. We now know that Jared Walsh might be out for 2023 or at least until 2023. What should Perry do when it comes to a first baseman in the off season? He was hoping for Josh Bell. What do you guys think? Johnny, what do you think should happen for a first baseman next year.
1: I'm interested to see how this injury is going to play out over the offseason because from everything that's been reported, it could be, you know, he, he's back at some point next season or he could be out all next season. Yeah. So yeah. that would be the worst-case scenario. I like Josh Bell, and he'll, he will be a free agent, and I think that he would be a great uh, bat in this rotation or this lineup, I should say. And then I also think... Trey Mancini is also a great option. I I think that uh, given the playing time or lack of that he's getting in in Houston, I think that he'll want to go to a place where he'll get more of an opportunity. So I could see the Angels signing him and bringing him on board. And uh, so those are the two that come to mind for me. How about you?
0: I really hope that Walsh can come back next year because I think he's our first baseman, man. And, and if they go with the surgery option, maybe that helps quicken the pace of him being able to come back. It sounds like the Mm -hmm. injury he has is easily correctable through surgery. And then it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of rehab. And so I, I hope that we can see Walsh even like spring training possibly if not yeah, maybe that would like may that'd be great to see him early on if they have to go out and get somebody i don't still don't know if they if i want to spend a whole lot of money right i don't know if i want to hmm. spend a whole lot of money there because as the next question we'll bring up there's some other there's some other free agent spots that we're looking at. Plus, we're wanting to sign Shohei Ohtani. So, I don't think that you want to invest too much there. I think that you want to believe that Walsh is going to be able to come back, and he's going to be able to come back sooner rather than later.
1: I want to believe that too. But if if he's not, then we have to do something. And yeah, I, I think that we get hung up on on uh, oh well, we got a guy who can come up and da, da, Mike and Ford. I just don't- <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean he's he's fine. Uh, let's go to uh, Ruben Rojas at R J Ros- Rosas on. Uh, seven on Twitter. Sorry, I said Ruben Rosas. That's that's the name. Ruben <laughs> Rosas. Uh, did do you invest in a big name free agent shortstop this winter, or is Neto the long term solution? Uh, of course, Neto was our first round pick. Yep. He's playing shortstop and Double A currently. I'm not sure about giving Turner Swanson Correa long term deals to block Zach Neto at shortstop. I, I I'm interested in this question because. Neto definitely is somebody that we want to see in the future, but Mike, do we block him in the sense if we get a Turner or a Dansby or a Carlos Correa? What do you think?
0: I don't think he's blocked because I think he's in the minor leagues for at least the next two years. I think he's going to need some time to develop. He's going to need some time mm-hmm. to work on it. And I think that you go and get somebody like a Turner or a Swanson and, and maybe at the like the last guy on that list, Correa, I, I would say that he would be my third option as well. I think Turner's first mm-hmm. and then Swanson. Maybe Swanson over Turner just because I think he might be a bit cheaper. But you mm-hmm. can always move those guys if you need to. And perhaps even Zeto can move over, or Zetto, <laughs> I, I put his name together. Neto can move over <laughs> to second base and, and then you have a great infield. Or maybe when Rendon is finally done with his contract, you can move him to third base. So I don't necessarily think that you're blocking him unless he starts to just, look like a rocket ship and he's got to get out of the minor leagues and into the major leagues. But remember, we just drafted him and he's only played Mm -hmm. like 18 to 20 games with the trash Mm -hmm. pandas right now. So I think that we have to let him marinate a little bit, let him cook a little bit. And I don't think signing a big money free agent will actually be a block to him. What do you think, Johnny?
1: Yeah, we have to win. And the way that you win is by going out and getting one of those three shortstops because we've seen the black hole that shortstop has been this season. Of course, I say that after Velasquez hits two home runs in Toronto. (laughs) You can still say that. That's okay. (laughs) uh, I can still say that. Uh, So uh, this is a winning move to sign one of those three free agents. And when it comes to people like Zach Netto, you find a place for him. Like you said, it could be a third, it could be a second, it could be one of those positions. And a lot of guys who are in the minor leagues as shortstops will find themselves at second or even third in that situation as well. So yeah. uh, I'm not too worried about it. I still think that we go out and get a free agent. I'm
0: not too worried about it. <laughs> Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Okay, Johnny, why is why is Loop so bad? That's a, the next question from Instagram. Why is Loop so bad? Do you think he's bad? What's going on there? He's been up and down this season. I looked at his last three outings, and and he's had
1: some clean innings. Uh, no earned runs, and then before that, he kind of fell apart against Seattle. So, and that's just really been him. It's like watching your your uh, crypto go up and down. Yeah, all week long. That's right? a good reference.
0: There you go. That's good.
1: That's really good. <laughs> Aaron Loop is the cryptocurrency of of the Angels because he's <laughs> up and down and up and down. But Mike, I went over this when when you went to Hawaii. I had, did a conversation on what happened with the Angels bullpen and how much Aaron Loop was part of that. And he got away from the pitches. That work for him Hmm. and he was relying a lot on pitches that were getting hit around a lot more so if you looked at his stats early on it was more he was really relying on that sinker and and getting those ground balls and he kind of got away from that for a little while it seemed like he's turned it around some even though he did kind of have a bad outing a few uh games ago but i i think that he will be able to turn it around because he's a big lefty arm and we know that he has a great track record He with the Mets last season. And that's why we signed him. Yeah. And I think that there's still something there that can be uh, successful in Aaron Loop. I think we just need to get out of the season and start again. <laughs> agreed.
0: 100% agreed. I think that it might actually be a factor of two things. One, maybe coming to Southern California, that marine layer at night, you know, that can have an effect or even the sky, the high sky during the day, that can have an effect. And so he's having to learn the the dimensions of the ballpark and how it works there and in New York he had that figured out and I think too you just you're you're on a team that's that's a good team that's just bad right now. And sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes the luck doesn't go in your direction. And to have an ERA as low as he had last year, that, that takes a lot of skill. It also takes a little bit of luck. And he was a little bit lucky last year to be able to accomplish the season that he accomplished. And I think that we'll see that Aaron Loop for the rest of this year, especially next year, because he does have one more year with us.
1: Mike, Zach at Angels Fan 1522 said, what's your favorite food at the Big A or around the A Area, man, I do love myself a soft serve waffle cone from. <laughs> we Angel all know, Stadium. John. You've talked about the this. sweet <laughs> shop, baby. The sweet shop is where it's at. That's yep. my favorite thing. And uh, usually, I, usually I go for OG's Pizza just because it's easy yep. and it's it's not messy. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. And then uh, uh, I like the Hot Valley Brewery, which is like on the ground floor of Angel Stadium. That that's probably they're they're a little bit more expensive, but those are usually where I like to get where I like to get beer at the stadium. But how about you? What's your favorite thing? I
0: love the helmet nachos. That's my favorite thing to go after yes. because you know it's gonna fill you up. Plus, you get like a variety of different flavors and tastes. And then I also love a, a good like like sausage dog. Like a hot dog is great, but I love yes, when, I love always. those really fancy dogs. And you can get them when you first walk in on the right field side. And there's always a little barbecue place there. And then there's a little chicken place. If you go up the escalator on the right field side there's this little, there's a little burger place and there's a little chicken place on that same level. And they always seem Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, the food just, the food just hits different in those two places. And so those are, those would be my two suggestions as you show up to the stadium, but helmet, helmet nachos is at the top of my list because they're just so good and they just hit the spot. And I don't know if it's (laughs) because you're at the stadium, but man, it just, it hits the spot every single time. Yeah. And,
1: and, and there's really nothing spectacular about OGs. It's just it's pizza, you can trust it, and it's trusting, it fills you up. Trustworthy pizza. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. We're going to continue with Mailbag Monday, Johnny. Here's a question from Eggy Nikki on Instagram. Yes, selling the team is a long process. Is that a concern that it might take more than a year to go through? What do you think?
1: I am concerned that it won't get as it won't get done as quickly as we would like it to. I do have to believe though that this has been in the process for a while and I know that Theoretically, I saw this in an article that uh, they just put the for sale sign in the front yard, so to speak. Sure. But I have to believe that this has been a long time coming. Yeah. I think with Artie Marino dealing with all of the investigations, and I know that he's not the subject of it. I know it's the, the mayor of Anaheim who's the subject of these investigations, but apparently there's some connection with Artie Marino. So I really just think those are going to be distractions away from you know being able to run this club. And so he's he wants out. And, and that's been what I've said all along is I think Artie wants out as fast as possible. He's going to hit the eject button and <laughs> try to sell this team. And so I am concerned that it might take over a year. But I also think that we still have a chance to be in good shape next season. And, and there's a few moves that these guys need to make. And I've mentioned it before, Mike, I don't think Artie wants to rock the boat and diminish the value of and the return that he could get for this team. If you want to keep it around that three billion dollar sale mark, then you're gonna to have to invest in some players. You might even have to extend Otani and make it worth somebody's while. So those are my thoughts on that.
0: How about you? If you just sign Otani, that's worth a billion, I think, man. That, right? <laughs> that guy no That guy makes your franchise so incredibly attractive. And so yeah, I'm with you. It might take it might take a while. I just don't think that the process is something that just has been sprung on people. You're right, when we put the... Sign in front of our house. We've already been talking to the real estate agent for maybe a month or two, right? And they're telling us what we should do to make the house look pretty and make sure you paint this. And then when you put the for sale sign up there, it's not because you're waiting for offers. It's because you might have a couple of offers and you want to see what else is out there. Mm
1: -hmm. And so I think that
0: that's what this announcement was from Artie was, hey, we've been in this process for a while, but. Now we're actually going public with, we're in the process of finding somebody to buy this team.
1: Brandon.Harris17 on Instagram said, if the team is sold, do you think the new owners would move the team or keep them in
0: LA. What do you think, Mike? I think they're gonna stay because one, the MLB owners have to vote on a team moving. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that there would be a reason why you would wanna move this team. I think the Angels have proven that you can make a lot of money in the Anaheim area. And more importantly, your fan base is here. And the fans are going to show up whether they're a good team or not, right? Like, the the numbers are still pretty high and we will probably pass. I think we're on track to pass 3 million fans again this year. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it would be wise to move them anywhere else because this is where your fan base is at and this is where your diehard Angel fans want the team to be. Plus – where else are you going to go except for the big A? Right? It's always going to be the big A. But where else right. are you going to go? Like that's that's connected to the Halos. So, I don't think it would be wise for an ownership group to come in and then immediately move this team somewhere else.
1: You look at the Chargers moving to Los Angeles, you know, simultaneously with the Rams and how awkward that has been, and I understand mm-hmm. that there there are Chargers fans and there are Rams fans, but it's very clearly uh, Rams dominated area. Yeah, and it's because San Diego still—I should say—the Chargers are really still attached
0: to San Diego. Like announcers like, are still calling them that. They're still saying yeah. the San Diego Chargers. And the know?
1: umpires, people, people really know. I've noticed it all season long. People really noticed it this weekend. Uh, Anaheim has retained their challenge. Anaheim yes. loses their yep. challenge. Like, that's been a thing all season long, but for some reason it really jumped out at people yeah. this weekend. So I thought that was pretty funny. How about this one, Mike? Manny Man twenty one twelve. Elon Musk for the Angels. What do you think? Huh. Well,
0: maybe he would move the team to, like, Mars. Like Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceball. Give, give me somebody that has a lot of money and that is going to allow the leaders to make the right decisions and is going to financially back them up. And I've heard, well, the Twitter deal didn't go through, so Elon is, <laughs> is still looking for, you know, something to purchase. So I think that that actually could be cool. And he's kind of like this eclectic, kind of strange sort of guy, so maybe we'll get some fiery, you know, quotes from the owner instead of silence when the team is really, really bad. I don't know. What do you think about Elon?
1: I don't think I would want Elon just because of all of the drama that comes along with him most of the time. (laughs) That guy never knows when to quit. And when people tell him to, he just pushes it even further. He pushes the issue. I will say, though, that Angel Stadium would get a whole lot cooler and up to date (laughs) with Elon Musk. Like, good grief, man. You imagine the technology going into that. Like, we'd have like a full on... A 3d image of Mike Trout who could interact with you or Shohei Otani or something
0: like that would just be yeah. ridiculous
1: yeah. stuff. If you thought the rocks in the outfield and the fire pillars were cool, <laughs> just wait till Elon buys the team in the They're stadium. They're going to shoot
0: rockets up to the moon Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. for every home run.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: Love that. One last question, Johnny with the sale of the team, do you expect <laughs> do you expect the team to have an Artie Moreno bobblehead night? <laughs>
1: That is not a risk that this team is willing to take. That's uh, yes. be yeah. a lot of broken bobbleheads and, and too defaced bobbleheads. Too many, bobble many of us heads. flicking it, <laughs> yeah. flicking the head. Yep, yeah. Good question from Jeffrey Rame on Instagram. No, I don't think they'll have an Artie Marino bobblehead night, and uh, I don't think that Artie would subject himself to that
0: either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big target on the, on right. the forehead, right? Artie's not going to do that. Well, listen, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast show. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings his humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories. He shares some of the biggest stories from around the league. So follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SuperHaloBros. And, of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Angels. We'd love to connect with you, and we do our best to answer all your questions and comments and responses. We love the conversation. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show?
0: Well, there was this announcement this weekend that Julio Rodriguez signed a really interesting deal with the Seattle Mariners. And so it got hey. you and I thinking, like, hey, is there something about that structure that would be attractive To Shohei Otani. So, we'll talk about Mm -hmm. the details and we'll give you our thoughts, and we would love to hear your thoughts tomorrow on Locked On Angels.
1: That's going to be a good conversation, and we hope you'll join us again. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother
0: Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's
1: my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.